Today, Mayor Lori Lightfoot unveiled the five pillars of the city's new climate action plan. It sets a goal of reducing emissions by around 60 percent by 2040. This strategic plan outlines updated goals and specific actions that city departments and sister agencies will undertake in coordination with community partners, institutions, civic leaders, and residents to mitigate the disastrous effects of climate change and become a pillar of my agenda to build a more inclusive, racially equitable economy right here in the city of Chicago. Joining us with the details is Angela Tovar, Chief Sustainability Officer for the city of Chicago. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so much for having me, Sasha And Dan Lurie is the mayor's chief of policy. Hi, Dan. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Angela, I know this was a lot of work, so congratulations, first of all. Thank you. And on Earth Day as well, how does that feel? It feels like such a proud moment uh, for the mayor's team. Um, We have led a year-long engagement process where we've talked to thousands of Chicagoans um, and really, you know, lent our ear to hear how climate change has been impacting people in communities. And so, you know, we really took that to heart and co-created with all of these stakeholders throughout the city a plan that really spoke to that, really spoke to what people need right now. This is this is about climate mitigation, but this is also driving community benefits that people need. Dan, back in 2008, this city was the first across the U.S., as far as major cities, to create a comprehensive climate action plan. So how does this one build on those past goals? Uh, so it, it addresses many of the fundamental concerns that Mayor Daly and his team in 2008 were, were addressing uh, the impacts of, <clears throat> of climate change, uh, which back then even, of course, were manifesting. Uh, it, uh, but what we do differently here, uh, one, as Angela mentioned, uh, this was a fundamentally different process to develop this. This was not just talking to subject matter experts. Although we did do that, mm-hmm. uh, people from all over the country to really tackle how the city can uh, pivot its department to be uh, to be much more aggressive. But we also uh, engage with folks, business owners, uh, utility companies, everyone who is a stakeholder. And I don't like that phrase, but in this case, it applies because yeah. uh, everyone really is. So we, we cast a very wide net. Uh, and, and Angela deserves the credit. She and her and the team really ran a really inclusive process um, and got, frankly, lots and lots of really good feedback, some pushback. Uh, this was not something we drafted and then put out uh, and, and, and hoped no one would see it. We really wanted to get it out there, uh, have people engage with it, because it's not only going to guide city departments. In many ways, it's a, it's a North Star for how municipal governments across the country can really face not just climate change, but mm-hmm. the kind of reality on the ground uh, of affordability, uh, which we know is the, the fundamental concern for so many residents in Chicago. Uh, that they can't afford their utility bills. Uh, They can't afford uh, to to make choices between keeping food on the table um, or uh, or figuring out how to get to work. And and this plan is not the solution, but it it is fundamentally connected to the mayor's economic agenda, which which addresses that range of concern. All right, we got a lot to get to because I do want to at least dig into each of these five pillars. But before we do that, that, Angela, uh, let's start with that central goal of the plan, which is reducing emissions by 62% by 2040. How'd you land on that number in the time frame? Um, yeah, so we, we wanted to set, a, set an interim target. And as you know, Sasha Ann, uh, most cities are looking at a 2050 goal 
uh, and, and typically that is a zero by 2050. Um, we landed on 62 by 2040 because for us, we wanted to focus primarily on direct investments that the city of Chicago can make. Um, direct investments in our infrastructure, direct investments in our community, and direct investments in the people of the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we looked at a wide range of strategic actions and landed on um, actions and a percent reduction in our greenhouse gas emissions that I think is ambitious, um, that is exciting, but ties back not to market-based solutions right now, right? We know that we can bridge the gap um, to get to 2050, and there are offsets and other strategies that can get us to that zero number. But this is direct targeted action, and that was our focus for this plan. 62%, that sounds great, but but last year the Biden administration set a goal to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by a higher percentage point in less time. So why the discrepancy? Well, you know, we are focused largely on the city of Chicago. I think across the board, um, you know, the Biden administration is focused on a federal target. And for us, we're looking directly at our infrastructure. We looked at our waste strategy or our waste system. We looked at our transportation network and tied this back to strategic actions that the city can take. And I want to just underscore the point that this is done through an equity lens, right? This is not only about rapidly reducing uh, greenhouse gas emissions, which we know is important, and that is certainly a value of the plan, Um, but this is also coupled with ways in which we can enable all of the community benefits that we are describing in these five pillars, right? So this is more, um, this is about mitigating climate change, but this is also going back to these community benefits and really fostering and enabling that economic those economic improvements that Dan just described yeah uh, if, I, if I could Sachin, sure. I think one to your question on, on the kind of the, the difference in the interrelationship between the what the White House is doing and uh, congressional Democrats and what we're doing if uh, we see in the next couple of years a massive uh, investment approach in renewable energy in in uh, in uh, lowering people's utility costs with retrofits um, we will adjust uh, so we, we are this is not something we're going to put on a shelf uh, or frame in a in a nice picture frame and put on the wall and say let's see what happens. Uh, we did this essentially assuming uh, uh, some federal action, but not particularly targeted to what they're doing uh, in D.C. So we obviously welcome and are in part in conversation with the Biden White House about how Chicago and other cities can be at the forefront of this work. Uh, but we would uh, be very excited if we could up our goals because of, of federal investment and federal partnership. All right, Dan, sticking with you here, first pillar, uh, it it deals with uh, increasing utility savings and helping folks and the city retrofit buildings. Remind us why this is an important step to take to reach that overall goal of reducing emissions. Yeah, thank you for asking that, because I think one of the one of the things we want to uh, emphasize here, both in the plan and in also how, how the work unfolds, is um, is the, the central reality of climate in, in places like Chicago uh, is that it hits people's pocketbooks. Um, the, uh, as you may know, your your uh, your colleagues at DZ have done a great job reporting on uh, the crisis around utility affordability, in particular ComEd and um, and people's gas. Forty percent of uh, Chicago residents are behind on their gas bills, their people's gas bills. Uh, that is, there's a range of factors uh, that, that we don't need to go into right now, but fundamentally uh, that is that is a both a problem, the, the debt load, and the fact that those bills are so high. 
um, that we cannot simply say, uh, let's, uh, let's look the other way and hope with long-term efforts we can reduce those costs. We need direct interventions now, and that fundamentally takes the form of, of uh, going into people's homes with their consent and working to uh, build jobs, good organized labor jobs, good middle-class jobs that can retrofit homes to lower utility costs. Uh, it is a job creator. It is a cost reducer. Uh, and it will have dramatic increase in, improvement in the um, our our climate uh, here in Chicago. Seventy percent of our uh, our climate emissions come from our built environment, from buildings. Uh, so for us, this hits all the sweet spots. Uh, it's addressing the mayor's deep concern about poverty, especially racialized poverty, black poverty. Uh, it's also getting at our climate goals uh, and dealing with emissions, and it's it's helping us position ourselves in Chicago as a job creator. Uh, so that we can build a kind of new inclusive green economy. So it's increasing household savings, you say? Absolutely, yeah. And 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 yeah, another way to say that is just reducing people's costs. Uh, yeah, it is really expensive, as as I think everyone and all your listeners know. Oh, we know uh, right now yeah. to keep your home warm, and that's that's a problem that right. we can help here with this part. Angela, let's talk about the second pillar. That's uh, reducing waste. How much waste is generated in the city? Well, it is an incredible amount of waste, Sasha, and, and as you know, the city of Chicago um, recently put out a waste strategy, and we did not identify goals in that plan. Um, we identified strategies. So we really tried to focus on the policy and look at our largest sources of waste in the city of Chicago. Um, and now um, that we have the policy roadmap in place, uh, we were able to circle back to that and to say, okay, well, if we... Um, know that we are we are confident that we are going to put those um, policies in place and that we can look at diverting different types of waste from our waste stream and reducing landfilling in the city of Chicago, then we need to set ambitious targets now um, to be able to create a more circular system. And, of course, going back to what Dan just mentioned, creating that green economy. There are a lot of jobs that can be created uh, through a more circular system system. And in fact, today, as you know, um, our the release of our plan was held at Plant Chicago, which is a nonprofit organization in back of the yards that um, upholds and teaches people about the circular economy. And so we were able to meet with very a number of people that are on staff there that are farmers, um, urban farmers that are, you know, working on beehives that are composters, that are teaching people about what jobs can be created uh, through a circular system. And when we say circular system, we mean, you know, not a linear system anymore, right? Not going from consumption to um, disposal and landfilling, but thinking about ways in which we can um, divert waste from the waste stream, thinking about how we can repair and reuse things um, and, and creating more of a loop instead of just going directly to the landfill. So, the goals in the plan um, are bold. Um, you know, we know that we have a lot of room for growth in the city of Chicago in terms of performing better with recycling and diverting other materials from our waste stream. And we are confident that we can get to our 2040 goals here that are outlined in the plan. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're reviewing the five pillars of the city's 2022 climate action plan that was announced this morning. Our guests are Angela Tovar, the Chief Sustainability Officer for the City of Chicago, and Dan Lurie, the city's Chief of Policy. All right, Pillar 3, uh, this one focuses on improving transportation and air quality. 
tell us more, Angela, about the challenges that residents have faced in these two areas. Sure. And so, as you know, um, Sasha Ann, we have a lot of challenges, and that is something that this administration has been committed to overcoming related to um, connectivity, um, related to CTA ridership, um, related uh, to the access to other um, ways in which people can take transportation. And so, um, you know, in more recent years, the, um, we have expanded the Divi bike system to the south and west side. Um, you know, CDOT has shown leadership by um, putting out their own strategic plan. And so, and, and of course, as we know, CTA recently um, released their bus electrification plan. Um, that is a commitment. A commitment to electrify all of the city's buses is something that's really important to us and is a key piece of this plan and something that we want to uphold and support. And we also want to think of ways in which the city can expand our walking and biking and transit options, um, making sure that all trips by 2040, um, that, that half of the trips that people take by 2040 are through alternative um, non-car, um, non-vehicle um, rides. And, and so that is going to require a robust. I think we might have lost Angela. Dan, you still there? Oh, I, I can finish that thought. I'm sure. Still here. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I think the, this, the transportation network in the city is, in particular, our, our CTA system, our mass transit system and Metra are world class. We need to, uh, this, this plan is fundamentally rooted in the fact that mass transit is an affordable, reliable, safe way and, and a uh, climate friendly, if you will, way to get around. Uh, but it obviously is not uh, an option for everyone all the time. Some of that's due to the fact that jobs are located outside, uh, away from the system. Some of that's uh, due to uh, the fact that the system doesn't reach every single person. So what we, what this plan for us is a spur is, of course, working in partnership with our, uh, with CTA and Metra and, um, and and the state, the federal government, is really expanding options, as Angela said, that allow for people who want to to uh, take non-car. Uh, travel to get around. Yeah. Uh, you've heard the 15-minute city phrase uh, perhaps thrown around. I think your show's covered this a bit. That kind of idea that uh, you can get to places easily without a car to uh, for jobs, for play, for entertainment, for food, for mm-hmm. school, for hospitals. That's the kind of city the mayor envisions, and we want to make sure that that city is available to everyone. Uh, and so our transportation investments will therefore follow that kind of vision and that goal uh, and not be done in, in isolation. Just a few minutes here. I want to turn with you, Dan, to renewable energy. Uh, Pillar 4, uh, Illinois' Climate and Equitable Jobs Act was signed into law last year. So how will the city build off of the state's efforts and, and create these green jobs through this plan. Yeah, we and and uh, I want to commend the state and the governor for for their leadership. Uh, CJA, as as we uh, unfortunately call it, is I think in many ways a national uh, a national model of of, of legislation to spur. Uh, investments and uh, and catalyze a new kind of economy. Uh, so we will be, um, one, Chicago will benefit proportional to its size and its economic impact from CJA. So that's one of the reasons we're excited. It's not just good for the state, it's good for the city. And of course, what's good for, for Chicago is good for the state. Um, so we expect to see uh, much, much more renewable uh, investment and investment in renewable sources. We ourselves are looking at um, uh, figuring out how we can get to uh, full renewable mm-hmm. for city-powered buildings. Uh, 
uh, by 2035. That's a commitment that former Mayor Emanuel made and this mayor has re-upped. Uh, and so we are on path to do that. And there'll be some news hopefully in the coming months around those that, that issue. Okay. Uh, so we, uh, we have some levers to pull at the city uh, how we can pursue CJA-like goals, but uh, fundamentally the scale of the problem is a federal and state scale. And so we are grateful that the governor and the state and the federal government uh, are, are meeting the, the ambition there because that's yeah. really where the action has to happen. Well, Angela, I hear you're back with us. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. And I apologize. Oh, no worries there. Uh, as we wrap up here, uh, moving forward, I wonder how else the city is going to make sure to reflect the true lived experience of residents and really engage them throughout this process. Yes, well, and and that's the important thing that we really want to hit home, and I know that Dan mentioned that in the beginning. This is a dynamic document, right? This is not intended to just be, okay, we're putting this out here and that's the end, you'll never see us again. This is this is a starting point, right? And it, and it, it is intended to reflect what we heard from engagement with thousands of Chicagoans throughout the year and to say, okay, here is where we are at at this moment. But this is, of course, going to require continued engagement. Every single one of these policies that we are putting forth, we are still committed to an inclusive process where we will work with stakeholders throughout all sectors to really hear what the needs are and to think about how we could match these ambitious goals with robust policies um, to, to realize them, right? And so... We have been working with folks already to think about retrofits and decarbonization efforts, um, as, as you know, and we, we have continued to engage folks in the, in the waste space to think about um, realizing the circular systems. We continuously work on transportation and, um, and are working in close coordination with CDOT and our sister agencies mm-hmm. and, and are engaging the transportation community as well. Um, and then, of course, with um, enabling uh, 100% renewable, that is required coordination and commitment with hundreds of or thousands of people throughout the city um, to ensure that we are doing things right, that we are doing things equitably, yeah. and that we are doing things aligned with, uh, com- with community leaders' visions for what they want to see in their neighborhoods. That's Angela Tovar, Chief Sustainability Officer for the City of Chicago, and Dan Lurie, the city's Chief of Policy. Thank you both for your time and happy Earth Day. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.